What if your body was a gift and contribution to your life and not something that you've been stuck with? What if your body could change quickly and easily? Right Body for You will inspire you and show you a different way of creating the body and the life you truly desire. Now here's your host, Danielle. And welcome to Right Body for You. I am your host, Danielle. Welcome to a different type of radio show with a different type of host and actually a different type of information and different types of possibility. Uh, you know, I, I myself have been working in the health field for over 30 years, um, I or around 30 years. It has a three and a zero in there somewhere. Uh, I've been working with my mother since I was 12 or 10 or whatever, somewhere around there, uh, she was a nutritionist and she had health talk radio shows. And then, uh, you know, I started doing access and right body for you about eight years ago. And I get to work with bodies, which is really funny for me since I hated the fact that I had a body. Um, and what was interesting is why I call this a different type of information and possibility. Cause you know, so figure it out four weeks a year, four weeks a month, 12 months a year for 27 years, my mom had a health talk radio show. And we'll just go with one hour a week. Sometimes she had three hours a week, but we'll just do the math at one hour. And so she had all these amazing people coming through with all this amazing information about, um, <laughs> yes, in the chat room, she said less than three, 303 years. Yes, I'm hoping it's not triple that numbers. It might be quite four numbers, but uh, that's a different story. Um, anybody else watch Highlander? Okay, bad joke. Anyway, um, so all of these amazing people came through with all these different <laughs> modalities. And each week, you know, they changed people's lives. They had, they helped them heal their body, change their body, whatever it was. And, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot of very potent things. There was a lot of crazy things, but there was also a lot of amazing, potent people who really cared. Um, and it wasn't until Dr. Dane here and Access Consciousness were on my mom's radio show and they started talking about involving the body in everything that pertains to it, asking what I wanted to eat, what I wanted to wear, um, who I wanted to sleep with, um, what it were for me, where it was to sit on plane, you know, things like that. Um, it was it wasn't until Access Consciousness and Dr. Dane here, which is the first time I ever heard the body's input included in that um and, you know and right body for you is a division the access consciousness tools work with anything and right body for you gary douglas created 15 years ago to focus on the body um and the contribution that your body can be and and for me this concept of asking the body what it requires blew me away now mind you so 27 years of radio and I've been doing access for eight years, so that means for 19 years at that point, I had been listening to these amazing people talk about bodies and how to change them, and never once did it talk about including the body in the computation. And, you know, for me, that just changed everything, and changed everything for my mom, too, which was really neat um, to see that kind of, you know, uh, each week, it was the newest and greatest thing, and access consciousness and right body for you, and those tools are one of the things that actually stayed, because 
for me, it's fast, it's quick, it's easy, and change is actually possible like never before. And easy change. Um, you know, and a lot of this is asking questions and changing your point of view about things, or maybe not even changing your point of view, but expanding your point of view so that you can see everything that's going on. Um, you know, with Access Consciousness, Right Body for You tools, um, I can't stress enough about expanding your point of view and having, as we like to call it, no point of view. As Gary Douglas, founder of Access Consciousness, says, if you have no point of view, you have all points of view. Which, if you look at it, that sentence, you kind of go, what the freak does that mean? And it actually took me a little while. What do you mean if I have no point of view, I get all points of view? I don't get that. No point of view, I don't get it. Are you speaking a different language? Do you know how to do sentence structure? Do you realize that if you're saying that if you have no point of view, you have all points of view, you're actually contradicting yourself? I was just in my head, just going round and round and round and round and round and round with this. And I'm like, I don't get it. It took me a while, I'll be honest. And, um, you know, finally, it, I got the awareness. And this is how I explain it when I do right by a few workshops or uh, the foundation classes or anything like that with access um or with you guys on the radio today ha <laughs> um <laughs> when you have a point of view okay when you have one point of view this is the way it is you guys ever did that go well this is the way it is the sky is blue that's just the way it is or you know knives cut things it's just the way it is it's one point of view um If you look at it, you know, you don't have to visually represent things, but I like to use words. And so as I describe this, for me, when you have one point of view, it's like putting those blinders on the horses. Have you guys ever seen horses with those blinders uh, to the right and to the left of their eyes? Do you guys have any idea why they do that? I figured, well, I, I learned, I read something, I asked people. Um, they, they do that so that... Um, like if it, if a horse is going across or next to a cliff, if it can see the cliff, it gets scared. And so what it does is it actually hinders its ability to see the left to the right. So it can only see what's right in front of it. Okay. And so it can't see what's left to this right. You know, it's that old adage, if you can't see it, it can't hurt you, which I don't know about you, but if you, have you ever fallen or stumbled off a cliff you might not have seen it but if you fall off of it last time I checked it, it still hurts um, if you fly away let me know I'd, I'd love that talent and ability as well uh, let me know how you did it so for when you have one point of view it's kind of like that um, that you you can only see what's right in front of you you're actually limiting not only your visual vision but your awareness of the world around you okay so that's one point of view so um, when you have no point of view what that means is if you don't have any of those blinders on um, you don't have any focus of just this is the way it is uh, you've reached a conclusion or you however you remove the blinders that you're wearing like a horse could you imagine people walking around with those little things um, when you remove all of those, you can see everything around you. Um, 
And that's what we're talking about is with the awareness. If you have no point of view, and that's basically a judgment, a decision, a conclusion about A leads to B and that's just all there is to it. That's the one point of view. But if you have no point of view, it's like, well, A leads to B sometimes. And if you throw in other variables, where else does it go? Can it lead to Z? Sure, A can lead to Z without going through B through Y. Um, so that's when you have all points of view. Another way I look at it is if you have one point of view or a fixed point of view, you're standing at the base of a mountain with your face right up to the gravel, right? So you're at the base of a mountain with your face right up to the gravel. What are you going to see? You're just going to see that little bit of things right in front of you. That's having a fixed point of view or one point of view. Um, but if you're standing on top of that mountain, you can see everything around you that's having all points of view does it does it actually alter things well it alters how you react it alters how you um uh, information you uh you receive so that when you are going out in your life and interacting with other people you react different they react different um you create your life in a different way and i don't know maybe even easier way um, just think about it. We're always trying to find more information. So why would you limit yourself to having no information or just one piece of the information when you can have all the information? Cause I don't know about you, but I like to be a know-it-all. I like to know it all. And not from the point of, I know it all and you don't. I just like to know things. You know, I'm always asking questions. So friggin' funny. Um, I, uh, many, many, many years ago, because oddly enough, both my mother and this woman I'm about to talk to have passed away. So a few years ago, um, this friend of ours, my mom and I, and her, her and her husband, uh, were nudists. Not my mom, the friend. <laughs> they were nudists, right? And so they would go to these nudist camps and everything. And so I was having a conversation with her one day, and I'm like, so what's that like? Do you, you know, I, I've seen little, you know, joke movies where they put down towels and everything do you do that it's like what about when you're at the beach what about sand and you know i just started asking all of these questions i'm like what's dinner like um do you burn yourself do you still wear that you know all this just other kind of stuff and i just started uh asking her a ton of questions because i like to know things right and she came to my mother later she's like hey by the way um I think Danielle wants to be a nudist. And my mother went, let me guess, she asked you a lot of questions. She goes, yeah, she goes, that's just the way she is. She just likes to know things. Um, so you guys like to know things. Absolutely. So why would you limit any of your points of view about what is possible? Okay. And so, and why would you limit the information? And I know you guys have tuned in. You're like, wait a minute, I thought we were talking about sleep today. We are. And I'm also energy's bitch, babes. And I will go where the energy is asking for. And apparently it's asking today for a little bit of information about interesting point of view and receiving information from all sources. And really it does tie in because if you look at it um, today when we're talking about uh, bodies and sleep, you know, or I've been practicing the sound. I'm just kidding. I haven't been practicing the sound. But the title of the show is 
and your body, right? Or Z doesn't quite do the same. I mean, visually, that's what it is. I feel like a Charlie Brown cartoon when I do that. But it's like sleep is like and your body. Who sleeps? You or your body? Mm, your body sleeps. You know, I did a show last month, I think it was, um, where we were talking about not bringing uh, your not bringing your work that you do at night as you're wandering around back to your body because your body is the one sitting there sleeping. You are not actually the one sleeping. You, the infinite being, your body is sleeping, okay? So why wouldn't you get the input from your body, okay? We're going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, we're actually going to kind of explore this of what is sleep and your body, what is good sleep, bad sleep, what is it, how many hours do you need, and all of that kind of fun stuff. Because I'm telling you, it's probably different than what you're expecting, okay? So we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll, and this is, what is this? This is Danielle. This is Straight Body for You. We're on AZN.FM, and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body for You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at atizen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Right Body for You. This is your host, Danielle, uh, coming to you from somewhere on the planet. I do believe I am actually in Santa Barbara about to <laughs> attend Dr. Jane Harris. Symphony of Possibilities in Santa Barbara. 
um, which is a fun and fantastic class, uh, you know, being the symphony of possibilities of the universe. And I will have just gotten back from Istanbul, Turkey, doing a Right Body for You workshop for the first time, both me, the first time in Turkey, and Right Body for You, the first time in Turkey. I am so excited. You know, a little bit ago we had a, um, a Zoom hangout kind of thing for him, and it was so much fun. We had so many people on there, and this is actually where the three digits are real, not how many years I've been doing uh, <laughs> doing health and nutrition alternative things, but uh, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun in Istanbul. Um, now I have that song in my head, that Constantinople, because, you know, it used to be Constantinople, now it's Istanbul. Anyone know that song? Yeah, now it's in your head, too. You're welcome. All right, so today we're talking about and your body, otherwise known as sleeping. Who sleeps, you or your body? Is it good sleep, bad sleep, or does, does your body require eight hours? Or is just that what we've been sold? Um, you know, I've I've been playing... I've played with this a lot um, over the years, before Access, since Access, since Right Body for You, um, you know, just exploring what my body uh, requires, desires, what is restful for it, what is not restful for it, um, and this whole thing of sleep. Um, you know, and part of it started with, honestly, because I do so much traveling, um, I, you know, Speaking about having no point of view and stuff and how uh, one point of view limits things. And like our good friend Dr. Dane here says, your point of view creates your reality. Um, so I started doing all this traveling and um, my friends and family would be like, oh my gosh, I sleep horrible when I'm not in my own house. How do you handle it? I'm like, I close my eyes and go to sleep. They're like, well, I just can't sleep if I'm not in my own house. You know, I'm not rested and not anything. And they're like, how do you do it? I And I started looking at that, and I'm like, I don't actually have a problem sleeping in a new place. I'm I'm pretty much okay wherever I am. And so I started looking at this, and I'm like, well, that's an interesting thing to, a point of view to put onto our bodies of the only good sleep and restful sleep is in your own space. And I'm like, well, what happens when your space changes? Like, you move. Because I've moved a lot in my life. I've moved probably, I wish I was joking, but about 35, 37 times. I counted it up once. When I was 29, I counted it up, and I had moved 30 times. Like, sometimes it was the different states, but sometimes it was in the same city, but 30 times had I packed up my stuff, put it in boxes, and put it to another place. Um, and so I didn't have the point of view that I had to be in my home, in my bed, to have a good night's sleep because my bed was always changing. Um, and, you know, I like other people making my bed, and they do that in hotels. It's like, um, I like hotels. They make my bed for me. <laughs> I don't have to do it. That's exciting. Um, but I never had that. You know, other people talk about the sounds and whatever. I'm like, actually, that never has bothered me. And so I started looking at this. I'm like, wow, what other points of view do we actually have 
that is creating good sleep or bad sleep for us. You know, because some people are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm home now, so it's good sleep. <clears throat> Instead of just, oh, that's an interesting point of view that it's good sleep or bad sleep. And yep. um, <laughs> you're about to meet my sister live on the radio because I'm at her house because I don't have internet, which is a whole different story for later. So, um, going into the office so I can be quiet and alone with you guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, so I started looking at this. It's like, what other points of view have we put onto our, our bodies about what is good sleep or what is bad sleep? Okay, when, you know, why I say good sleep or bad sleep? Because it's like if we have the point of view, like a lot of my friends and family did, of like you can only have good sleep in your own house, as soon as you get home, you go, oh, I'm going to sleep good tonight. I am home. Yay. Okay. Whereas the reverse of that, every time you're in a hotel and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm in a new place. I'm not going to sleep good. What are you creating, right? Point of view creates your reality. Okay. So I started looking at this. It's like, well, what other points of view are we doing? One of the big ones is how many hours a night your body needs, okay? Um, if you have ever listened to the show, if you've ever looked at um, – uh, done any of any of the classes, anything, you start to begin to see these places where um, reality's point of view versus what else actually is possible. Okay, so this reality point of view is you have to have eight hours of sleep a night to be able to maintain your body's functional balance. So one of my questions is: Is that true? Or a million years ago, did we buy that point of view and we've been creating it as true since then? Have you ever had a night where you had 15 hours of sleep? Not just when you're a teenager. Yeah, me too, right? Have you ever had those nights when you have four hours of sleep and you're fine? Me too. Usually when I'm traveling, but sometimes like this morning I woke up two hours before my alarm. I woke up at 6 a.m. I'm like, well, good morning. And I was wide awake. I did a silly thing. I asked my body, body, would you, do you want to go back to sleep or are you up for the day? And it's like, I'm up for the day. I'm like, but we have no internet body, <laughs> which is an interesting point of view for my body because it's like, good, let's move around. Let's not sit in front of a computer. Eh, different conversation. All right. So, um, so, so truth, ask your body, truth, body, do you need eight hours? Every single night. Is that true? Or can it vary? Because, you know, and I find this interesting. And when I was doing research on, on this, I was looking at different websites. And it says, what happens when you sleep? And it says, you know, it's like you need at least eight hours on average, nine and a quarter hours of uninterrupted sleep to leave their bodies and minds rejuvenated for the next day. So I look at this, I'm like, uninterrupted sleep. That leaves out every parent on the planet, every pet owner on the planet, um, 
every person who sleeps in the same bed with another person or in the in the same house. I'm like, so basically, with this point of view, everybody, almost everybody on the planet is not getting a good night's sleep. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Um, well, because, I mean, and you look at it, you know, that's that whole thing, having all points of view. When you start to question everything, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm interrupted. I can't tell you the last time I've had an uninterrupted night's sleep. I mean, so I roll over and I accidentally roll onto my cat and I wake up for a second and then go back to sleep. Does that mean the whole night's sleep is ruined? Okay. So you start to kind of look at these things and go, huh, and this is what I mean about asking questions and continuing on from there. Okay. Um, and then it goes, the study was really interesting because it went into um, uh, this sleep, they call it sleep architecture. Um, and the rapid eye movement, non-rapid eye movement, and this has all been studied and whatever. And what I think is funny is they do all these sleep studies and things like that in a different environment than their home with people watching, with you attacked, attached to electrodes and things on your arms and on your head and paper that crinkles and, you know, and things like that. So it's like, um, you're not actually in your most restful time then either. So it's it's like, and you know, because some people, like we said, have that point of view about being away from home and not being able to sleep. And then I don't know about you, but when I talk to my body, I don't think my body would be very comfortable with electrodes attached to its head, things attached to my fingers, um, maybe an arm with those blood pressure cuffs and things like that. So it's like, um... I think you're setting me up to fail here, you know, the sleep studies. And so when we're talking about more information, when you look at things like this, you actually begin to see it's like, how can you get a clear understanding of what's actually going on when you're starting off with all these deficit kind of things, okay? So, you know, whether it's about sleep or anything with your body or anything else, please, please, please start to ask questions about everything that's going on. You'll be amazed at the information. And, you know, whether it's about sleep or whether it's about anything else about your body or your life, if you don't take everything at face value, if you don't go, oh, well, um, three out of five experts agree that Trident gum is the best, which is an old commercial, um, well, what did the other two experts say? What else is going on? You know, just because those three said that, what else is going on? What was the study like? What was this? And it's not, you know, we've been... So often we've been taught that asking questions and doing all this is causing trouble. What if it isn't? What if it's just uh, receiving more information so you can be aware of the world around you? And the thing is, you can receive more information and it may not change what you've been told, but you know it for you, which is what asking questions and awareness is all about, is when you discover this stuff, all this stuff for you, it's yours forever instead of just somebody just telling you, Okay. All right, so <laughs> being in the chair, she's being lab rats. I'm wide awake. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, yes, it's the point of view. It's an interesting point of view needing interrupted sleep. Because, like I said, I have cats. I have two of them, and cats tend to be night creatures, and they like to say hi to me in the middle of the night. There's been a few times where I've been like 
thank you for loving me. Don't love me right now. I don't need to play. I don't need to be. I don't. I, I know you like me petting you. I don't need to pet you right now. Oh, I, I appreciate you desire to pet me or nuzzle me or whatever. And I it's great. And not now. <laughs> I'm asleep. Um, or exactly <laughs> in the chat room. Keisha's like, hey, the sun is about to come up. Let's go play. Exactly. Um, and I... I I get rest, okay? Because that there's those kind of interruptions that I don't feel as disturbing. There's those loud crashes, and you're suddenly awake, going, "Holy crap! What was that? Is somebody coming in the house? Did the house just fall down? What's going on?" I I'm less less rested with those kind of interruptions, absolutely. And you know, I would probably say 15 of the cat waking me up is worth one of those. I mean, really, and I just made up that number. Um, so you really want to start looking at this, okay? We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some tips for for good night's sleep um, and what is actually restful for your body besides sleeping. What actually is restful that would do as much benefit to your body as closing its eyes or in a, in a separate way, okay? So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about jet lag, um, I'm going to give you some tips and tricks about jet lag, okay? All right, this is Danielle. This is Right Body For You. We're on a to zen.fm and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body For You, as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body For You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body For You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on atizen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift in the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at a zenfm Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Right Body for You. Uh, this is your host, Danielle. 
Today we're talking about your body and sleep. Who sleeps? You or your body? Your body sleeps. Um, you are off gallivanting around doing other things, talking with other people, shagging them, doing whatever, saving them, killing them. I don't know, number of things. Um, I did a show a month and a half ago. I can't remember the title right now. Um, that talks about uh, not bringing that what you did out back to your body um, while you're out traipsing around during the night. Um, so before we get on to the tips and tricks for um, a good night's sleep and slumber and that kind of stuff, let's talk about what's actually restful for your body. Um, so many people have the point of view that the only good restful thing for your body is a nap. Um, and you know what? I used to be one of them, honestly. Um, I used to love my sleep. I still love my sleep. My body does enjoy sleeping. That's just the truth. Um, but I actually started asking this question a number of years ago about, like, what else is actually restful for your body? Um, because it, it came up um, because I was in New Zealand. I uh, I was in New Zealand and Australia. And I was doing a three-week tour. Um, I did a Right Body Few workshop in Brisbane, then a Right Body Few workshop in Sydney. And then the next weekend, I attended uh, level, formerly Level 2-3 in Access Consciousness, which is now a choice of possibilities class in Access Consciousness, and worked there. I was running the camera for this live stream. And then I was going from there to a, one of the seven-day classes in uh, New Zealand, one of the Access Consciousness seven-day classes. Um, and so I, I had a pretty tight schedule. I went from Brisbane in class to Sydney in class to the level two, three in class. And then I had one day off. So I'd been working every day for about three weeks. And I had one day off going and, uh, before I had to leave Auckland, New Zealand to go to, or was it Melbourne, Australia? Doesn't matter. Um, before I had to go to, I must have been Auckland. I was in New Zealand already. I guess it does matter because of here, because of the next part of the story. Um, but I had one day off, one day where I didn't have to be to a class. I didn't have to be somewhere, talk to somebody, do something. I had one day off um, before I was uh, due to be at the next place. And this reality says, take it easy, rest, stay at home or a hotel or you know wherever you are. Take it easy. Don't worry about it. Just catch up on your sleep, rest, um, take it easy. And here came the problem. It was my first time in um, New Zealand, and my family and I are all huge Tolkien fans, Lord of the Rings, right? And I'm so I'm sitting there in Auckland, New Zealand going, somewhere nearby is the Shire, now, you know, me and my family are rather short, <laughs> and um, so we always joke about being hobbits. I'm five foot two, you guys. I'm the tallest girl in my family at five two. What does that tell you? My, some of my nieces, my mom was four nine, and one of my nieces four nine, and everybody else is between four foot nine inches and five feet two inches, okay? And so we always joke about being hobbits and this kind of stuff. I'm like, the Shire is nearby, and I'm like, I really want to go take the tour, which constituted a two-hour bus ride, a three-hour walking tour, and then a two-hour bus, a three-hour bus ride back. I'm not sure how that happened, but a three-hour bus ride back. And going out there 
being in motion, doing this, going all the walks, and blah, blah, blah. This reality would have said wasn't restful. But I did a crazy thing. I asked my body. I'm like, body, what would be restful for you? What would you actually enjoy? And it said, go to the go to the Shire, go to the Shire, go to the Shire. So I'm like, all right. And so I had to get up early in the morning, catch this bus, and head down. I did the tour. And I tell you what, I felt so alive. I felt so much more rested um, doing that, being out with nature, having a good time, um, and connecting with my family energetically because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm here at the Shire. You know, I took pictures. I even did a cute little video about what is rest and relaxation for your um, body while I was at the the sheep farm, um, which is actually where the Shire was uh, shot and created, which is pretty neat. Okay. So you want to start looking at what is actually restful for your body. Um, it it doesn't have to be sitting down or sleeping. Sometimes it's time with family and friends. Sometimes it's going for a walk. Um, you know, lately since I moved into this new apartment that I have, if I'm home and I need a moment, I go outside and instead of like just sitting down and going, uh, I go out to my porch, which is on the fifth floor, and I just kind of watch the world around and I feel the breeze and that is more restful for me and my body than taking, you know, a cat nap or anything like that. Okay, so what if it's not actually sleep that will rest your body, revitalize your body and do all those other things, balance the hormones, um, do your heartbeats and whatever that us, that study said. It's like, what if it's more than that? So one of the first things is, tips for a good night's sleep, acknowledge um, it's you, it acknowledges your body sleeping and not you, okay? That's the first thing to do. When you start to acknowledge that it's your body sleeping and not you, then you actually need to, uh, you, you begin to get that awareness of what else is possible. Because remember that point of view that we were talking about earlier in the show, that one point of view eliminates all other points of view? That's it. So when you acknowledge, hey, you know what, actually is my body sleeping, you begin to receive the information from it. Okay, and then you kind of want to ask your body some questions. Body, what would you like to wear tonight? And don't think just because you wore the same thing last night and wants to wear that tonight. And maybe you want to sleep naked, just saying, you know. Um, Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Have you ever got up in the middle of the night and changed clothes or taken things off? I have. It's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, that's not working. Or what's funny is the other night I went to bed, and when I woke up, I had this, tank top on. I'm like, I could have sworn I didn't have the tank top on when I went to bed. I'm like, body, what are you up to tonight? You know? Um, but yeah, so my body desires to wear different things each night. It's really interesting. Um, ask your body what temperature it likes to sleep. Some people like to sleep warmer. Some people like to sleep colder. Um, and, you know, and be aware of your environment around it. Um, and have everything as an interesting point of view. Because like in this new apartment, my ceiling fan in the bedroom is doing this because it moves, right? It's a ceiling fan, and it's moving. And as it's moving, it's going... Oops, someone in the chat room said their, their body loves to be naked. Exactly. Um, oh, and she also asked, where does the infinite being go? Oh, you know what? There was a show on that uh, about six weeks ago. I'll look it up um, during our last break, and I'll make mention of it, because it's really interesting talking about what your infinite being does at night. Um and so anyway, so my fan is doing this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's going to drive me crazy. Interesting point of view, right? 
Okay. What if I could what if uh I could not have it drive me crazy? So I've been playing with that. Um, and seeing what's going on because I'm like, body, do you mind hearing that? And it's like, no, and I kind of like this air moving and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, so you want to ask your body even things like that. Um, how many hours? Okay. You know, and it's so funny. When I ask my body, when I have to set uh, time for a wake-up call, like an alarm, right? And... I've really been playing with this lately of like, why do we have to wake up on top of the hours? You know, it's like we have to wake up at 8, not 7.59, not 8.01, 8. Um, we have to set this alarm for this. And so I've been playing with this. I'm like, okay, buddy, what time would you like me to set the alarm? And it's like 8.12, 6.14, 6.49, and whatever. So it's really interesting when I ask my body what time it wants to set the alarm for. Um, and I'm also now playing with, okay, body, just, you know, wake up. I do this when I don't have somewhere to go. I'm really good at it about wake up whenever, right? We all are. But I've also been working on this. It's like, okay, body, when I have somewhere to go, like I have a class to get ready for and stuff, I still set the alarm because I'm anal. I like an OCD. I like, you know, fail-safe things. Um, but I've also been asking it just to play with it itself and waking it up whenever it's ready instead of when I think it is. Um, because I used to wake up, like if I would wake up at like 5.30 or 6.30, I would think there was something wrong. I'm like, this is way too early to go to wake up. I must go back to sleep. There's no question in that. There's no input from the body. And so now if I wake up at those times, I ask my body, I'm like, okay, body, are you done for the night? Or do you still want to sleep? And you know what? Sometimes it's done. Sometimes it wants to go back to sleep. Sometimes it's up for like a half hour, and then it goes back to sleep. It's really been interesting. But when I'm doing these things, you guys, when I have, you know, I'm suggesting to other people do these things, you actually wake up more refreshed because what if fixed points of view about sleep is the, one of the main factors that's creating not very good sleep? Huh? What about that? That one's kind of a head-scratcher, huh? Um, and in the chat room, Keisha's like, my body gives me funny times too. Exactly. Okay. So you want to start asking your body all of these things. And pod poc, any point of view you have about what sleep should look like, feel like, act like. Okay. And you know, and maybe it wants an extra pillow. Maybe it wants a um, some kind of oil or a smell or a sound. Um, you know, there's a number of things that would actually contribute to your body while it's sleeping while you're out traipsing around in the night. So please, 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 please. I know it sounds simplistic, but start to ask your body what it requires as it sleeps while you're out and about. Um, so what it wants to wear, who it wants to sleep with, where it wants to sleep. I don't know about you, but there's been a couple of nights where it's like, I want to sleep on the couch or my body wants to sleep on the couch, and it was amazing. You know, everybody goes, oh, couches, no, it must be a bed. Well, what if your body was asleep on the couch for whatever reason, okay? You'd be surprised. And like last night, oh, my gosh, my my body wanted to sleep on the patio so much, but I didn't have anything to sleep on. Um, like, you know, uh, I mean, I obviously had the floor to sleep on, but I didn't have, like, enough blankets or anything like that to sleep on. So I didn't do that. But, hey, you know what? Give me the summer. I will be out there on the porch, I guarantee. And... um so we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, I am for a massage table. Yes, I guess I could have done the massage table. Um, 
when we come back, we're going to do some quick little tips on jet lag. And so, yeah, this is Danielle. This is Right Body For You. We're on AtoZen.fm, and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body For You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body For You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body For You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Right Body For You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at atizen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Right Body For You. I'm your host, Danielle. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. Um, and just to let you guys know, the one that, uh, you know, people have been asking in the chat room, um, uh, that where does, the bo- where does the infinite being go and things like that. So check out the April 20th show. It's called Does Your Body Dream? And we talk a lot about what the infinite being does at night while the body is sleeping. Okay, so check it out. April 20th, does your body dream? And also in the chat room was a question, what's the yummiest thing your body has asked you to sleep on so far? Besides people. (laughs) Um, Actually, my friend in New York, she had this amazing, 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 yummy, just blanket. I don't even know what it was. It wasn't real fur. But it was just something smooth and soft and yummy, and when my body wrapped up in it, it was just like mm, num 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 num. And so I literally I slept on that. I put it on the couch. Yes, another couch. I slept on the couch, and it was just like ah, oh, like being wrapped up in a in a, a big teddy bear hug. It was amazing. Um, so that's that's what came up, and yeah. Um, Okay, so, all right, so really quickly, let me get to the jet lag tips. Um, first of all, pod talk anything that says your body has to have a problem when you travel. 
um, that if you miss a night's sleep or if you change time zones, you have to catch up and all that kind of stuff. So just pod pocket. Um, I really haven't had problems with jet lag since about my second trip to Europe because I started using these tools. And the first one was get rid of a point of view that you have to have jet lag, okay? And then some of the other things I do. The first thing I do is I set my clock. As soon as the plane takes off, I set my clock for whatever time zone I'm going to. So if I'm in the U.S. and I'm going to London, I set my clock seven hours ahead or whatever it is. It's seven hours from Utah, um, seven hours ahead or whatever that is, so that when I start looking at the time throughout the flight, as one does, um, I start going, oh, it's this time, oh, it's this time, oh, it's this time, oh, it's this time. And so I kind of, you know, play with my body and I that way, and and because I have no point of view about it, it tends to work. It's really interesting. Um, another thing I do is I play some of Dr. Dane's ESC, which is Energetic Synthesis of Communion, that tends to create a space of ease for my body. It doesn't even have to be audible, um, but there's just something about having that energy infused with your body that really seems to help, okay? I also run Restoration of Communion with Earth, which is one of the um, access body processes. And it's just an energy. It's like, well, I mean, it's also a hands-on body process that we go through in uh, during, like, uh, the Right Body Fuel workshops and stuff like that. Um, but it's, you can just ask for it to run also, run body, run restoration, communion with earth. And there's something about that energy that help, is yummy that just kind of helps your body um, during these long flights. Um, another one, not by another people's point of view, about travel, about how it's tiring, how it's long, exhausting, tough on your body, things like that. Um, I also get up and move around a lot. Um, I know people think, oh, well, you know, rest, don't move. Are you kidding? Sometimes people, what else is wrestle for your body? Some people go for a jog or go work out or something like that. That can also be wrestle for your body. So on a plane, I actually get up and move around a lot. Um, and then when I do sleep on the plane, besides the ESC, I will actually generally have in my ears a movie I know. Um, and there's something about watching a movie I know while sleeping, so I'm not watching it, but I'm listening to it. It's actually quite yummy for my body. Um, that may work for you, that may not. But there's something about those sounds that my body just goes, ah, thank you, which is how I've watched, like, that Disney movie Frozen, like, 50 times <laughs> because I had that on a loop a couple flights to Australia, which is, like, 12, 13 hours, okay? Um, so check it out, you guys. What if sleep isn't good, bad, or if it's more than eight hours, it's it's if it's anything but eight hours, it's a good thing or it's a bad thing um, or anything like that. Okay, what else is actually possible for this? Can four hours be restful? Yes. Can 15 hours be restful? Yes. What if you had no point of view about it and just asked your body, um, like we were doing in the first segment, if you have no point of view, you get all points of view. So what actually is else is possible here? And what does your body environment, clothes, smells, temperature, all that kind of stuff, and it's going to change. So what if, what if you would be willing to be in that instantaneous communication with your body every night? So it's not a checklist you have to go through. It's just the energetic, quick communication that you and your body can actually always be. And, you know, in that quick energetic communication, like speed of space communication, is something we explore during the Right Body for You workshops. And, you know, I really do check you guys, ask you guys to check it out. I invite you to them. Um, 
enjoy these shows. Um, we have so much fun in the classes. Um, we laugh. We joke. We change things. We change our points of view. We change our realities. We change our bodies. Um, and you don't have to have something wrong with your body to come to a Right Body for You workshop because really Right Body for You is about the creation of your life with the contribution of your body. And a lot of that is the communication that you and your body have. And it's not it's, it's an energetic communication, and we explore that a lot. We actually do a lot of activities um, in the middle of the class designed to help you beef up that, acknowledge that, and strengthen that communication that you and your body do actually have um, and so that it becomes instantaneous and so that it is something that um, you don't doubt anymore. You know, one of those things I hear all the time is like, I don't know if it's me or my body or somebody else's point of view. And, you know, that's one of the things we talk a lot about in the Right Body for You workshops. Plus, we talk about money, money, yes, money, um, money, earth. You know, I was just talking with my host in Seattle this morning. Um, we're going to finding a venue for the Right Body for You workshop in Seattle in July, June, June, July, one of those two. And um, she's like, well, you know, there's this really neat park next door to this venue and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how fun would it be? during the middle of the workshop to go over to the park when we talk about bodies and earth. Um, it's so much fun. And like the the in the class in Brisbane in June, yes, Right Body Free Workshop in June, um, in Brisbane is around the corner from Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, his antique guild. And so when we're talking about bodies and money, we're actually going to go over there and kind of play with some of the pretty jewels and the nice antiques and, you know, just kind of get you how your body feels with that, okay? So we're going we're gonna to check that out. And so we, we have a lot of fun during these workshops. Each one is truly different. We talk about words and languaging. And it's like, what, what are you asking your body to create that you don't know you're asking your body to create that it's actually creating? And then you're like, whoa, what the freak are you creating? Help you create uh, clear up that communication as well. So these are a lot of fun. Check it out. You can go to DanielleCarter.accessconsciousness.com to see the whole schedule or accessconsciousness.com. You can email me, Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. If you have any tips that you would, any show topics you'd like to know about more about, please let me know. Um, we're always looking for new show topics. And make it a happy week. Make it a fun week. Enjoy your body because it's enjoying you. And I hope to see you back here next week because I will be. So thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Right Body for You. Danielle will return next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on A to Zen.fm. We hope you and your body will join us.